Changing your life. Let's start with the Noka Mantra. Namo Arihantanam, Namo Sitanam, Namo Ayariyanam, Namo Uvajayanam, Namo Lohi Sarasahunam, Eso Panchanamo Kado, Sava Pava Panasano, Mangala Lancha Savasim, Paramam Have Mangalam. So last week we had a brief discussion about vegetarianism and fasting. And this week I'd like to expand on that and talk about the many health benefits of practicing Jainism. That is, regardless of what you think happens in the afterlife, if you're on the fence of we have a soul or not, uh, practicing Jainism has tangible benefits that can increase the quality of your life right now with regards to health. But before we get to that, I'd like to dispel a very pernicious myth. We've said for a long time uh, that you're a soul, you're not a body, and that the quickest way for us to advance along the spiritual path is to realize that one truth and start making decisions as if you're a soul. However, people conveniently and incorrectly use that truth to justify not taking care of their bodies. Okay, and that's pure fat logic. Okay, uh, so let's see what the book says about the topic. So in chapter nine, the book talks about bhavnas or reflections or contemplations, right? And it has a bunch. I think it may have uh, 14 or 16. But number nine is called Asuchiba. And it is, and the book talks about, oh, I'm going to discard attachments to my body. I'm going to engage in self-discipline. The body is riddled with diseases. There's nothing, there's no animation of the body without the soul. And that's all true, okay? But then the book says, this is required to be done to mitigate our attachment to the body and not for cultivating hatred towards it, as is misunderstood by some. Come on in. We're talking about Jainism and health today. All the roads of sadhana, the roads to self-realization, are required to be traversed through the body. And it is this body which is the best vehicle to take us to the final destination. It is therefore necessary to take proper care of it and keep it properly nourished, healthy and efficient so that it remains fit and an efficient vehicle to carry us safely on our spiritual journey. What is discounted here, and it's talking about Asuchi Bhavna, is indulgence in material objects of the life to satisfy, satisfy the undisciplined cravings of the body that ultimately lead toward unhappiness. So fast food, you can think about it like that, right? It's talking about fast food. It's not talking about, I don't care what food I put into my body. Uh, it's talking about um, not taking care of your body. So continuing on, chapter 11 of the book talks about swadhyaya or self-study. And it says, as nutritious food is necessary to maintain a healthy body, swadhyaya and meditation are necessary to keep our mind and emotions healthy. So it's talking about keeping your body healthy. Uh, chapter 12 is talking about dhyan or meditation. It says, good health for good spiritual practice is desirable. If you're constantly worried about your health, you can't benefit your soul. If, you're, if you constantly are going to doctor's appointments and constantly in pain and constantly distracted. Hey, come on in. Glad to have you. Uh, we're talking about Jainism and health today. If you're constantly worrying about your health, you can't practice Nirjara. 
You can't practice somewhere, right? You've got to maintain a healthy body. We're going on chapter 19, we're talking about Nirdra and Moksha. Hey, come on in. Uh, one of the concepts is rasatya, or limiting tasty food, right? The book says, putting limits to the tasty food one eradicates the karma and better health. Lower risk of heart disease and diabetes are the byproducts. Why is the book talking about being healthy if it's supposed to be you're not you're not a body, right? You're a soul, you're not a body. Why is the book talking about maintaining your body and being healthy and lowering the risk of heart disease and diabetes? Like you mentioned, body is the vehicle right. for the Atma to reach to or to do Swadhyaya, right? To do meditation or to bring enlightenment. Right. If the body is right, in the right state, then I think it helps towards getting to moksha. Right. And the reason we're spending so long on this is this myth is even learned people fall for this myth. You'll see like sadhus and sadvis that don't take care of their bodies because they're like, oh, the soul is different from the body. And that's true because it's kind of like a half-truth, you know? You know what a half-truth is? A, a half-truth is a lie wearing the clothes of the truth. Okay, so it seems right because it's wearing the clothes of the truth. The body is different from the soul and we should worry about the soul. That's true. But you can't worry about your soul if your body's messed up. <laughs> okay, so questions or comments about that? I guess just a comment. The only time that happens is when uh, someone decides to take Santaro. So they then decide not to take care of the body and... That's right. They limit their food because they are in preparation for their next life, right? So they limit their food and they limit their actions and they limit everything. That's correct. But it's not... It's not not caring about the body. And it's certainly not using it as an excuse to okay. not think about your soul, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> Other questions or comments? Thanks for coming. We're talking about Jainism and health today. We just dispelled the pernicious myth that we shouldn't work out. So if you've been working out because your soul is different from your body, I'm sorry. You got to hop back on the treadmill. Okay, so I used that word fat logic before. Does that, what, what is fat logic? Does anybody know? Fat logic are the lies we tell ourselves that keep us fat. Okay? I'll start out with one. Drinks don't have calories. People believe this because they want to believe it. So if you get a 1500 calorie drink from Starbucks, it's okay because they don't have calories or somehow they go through your system more easily. Okay, that's fat logic. Anybody else have any examples of fat logic? that you've heard of. Maybe your friend said it or maybe your co-workers. <laughs> Everybody wants to admit to their own health. <laughs> right. Because we always say food is fuel, so anything you're overeating, it's fat logic. <laughs> right. Right. Um, one of the things that people say is that, oh, it's unhealthy to skip a meal. So it's better to eat anything than skip a meal. And they use that because they're out and they want to eat something out, right? No, it's better to skip a meal than eat garbage. That's right. fat logic, okay? Other examples that you've seen people use? Well, home cooked food, 
are more healthy. It doesn't matter like if you are eating fried food every day. Right. You 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 use that as an excuse to make the the things you love to eat at home. Oh, at least it's a home cooked meal. It's not like I'm eating, but it could be more unhealthy than eating out. That's right. How about this one? I'm thin, so I'm healthy. That one technically isn't fat logic, but many people, if you have the metabolism to eat anything and don't exercise and you stay thin, you just think you're healthy. But it's not true. Thanks for coming today. We're talking about Jainism and health. Any other examples of fat logic? <laughs> Similar, but no. Oh, I walked a lot this morning. I worked out so I can eat whatever right. for the evening. You know? Yeah, so I can have that, that cake yeah. because I ran on the treadmill, right? And then sometimes we have the cake and not run on the treadmill because... We, in our mind, we did it. <laughs> How about this one? I'm not doing that bad compared to that guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I don't have to work on myself because we compare ourselves to other people we know. And we use that as an excuse not to take care of our bodies. Uh, for anybody just joining us, we talked about the pernicious myth that people use that well, the body is different from the soul, which is true, and you're a soul and you're not a body, which is true, and they use it not to, ju to justify not taking care of their bodies, which is a myth. And we talked about all the ways the book says you've got to eat right and exercise. The book is commanding you to eat right and exercise, <laughs> but we conveniently forget that because we focus on other parts of Jainism. Well, what about... Ayusha karma. Who know who remembers what Ayusha karma is? Ayusha karma is lifespan determining karma. That is, when it expires, your life is over. And you're constantly burning it, right? So people say, ah, my life is determined anyway. Why do I have to get on the treadmill? Why do I have to lift weights if I have Ayusha karma? And my life is determined anyway. That's a good point. Quality versus the length. <laughs> not a good point. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you can not lift weights because Jainism understands the concept of suicide. You can commit suicide and in fact your Ayusha karma will rapidly burn up before it's supposed to. Okay? And when, you exp when it expires, you will expire because you've committed suicide. Okay? So in, in that reason, it's not... You know, karma in general is not destiny, except for particular karma, which very particular karma, which you can't eradicate. Um, so in the same reason, eating right and exercising doesn't run afoul of Ayusha karma. Just because you have Ayusha karma doesn't mean that you're guaranteed. If you have a heart attack, it might start expiring very soon, you know, um, because of the results of your actions. What about karma in general? People say, oh, I have karma. Whatever's going to happen will happen. Why do I need to worry about this? What happens to my body? Why do I need to take care of myself? Like you mentioned, it's quality of life, right? Quality of, let's say your Aishuban is 80 years. Are you going to live it healthy or are you going to freaking suffer all the way? Right, yeah. yeah. And not worry, uh, can't do uh, <clears throat> any of the meditation or prayers 
Right. Right, exactly. So, so can I ask you, so is overeating a karma? Absolutely, yeah. You're indulging in sensual pleasures. So, You're getting bad karma by overeating. So this, if you think that stands very good. You may think that you can live whatever date is destiny. That's not true. If you continue that route, you're going to die early. Right. And that's a misconception in general that people have. Like, a karma means everything's predetermined. No, the whole point of karma is you can change your karma, yeah. right? You can burn off your karma and not get the results of your action, right? You can stop karma from binding to your soul by doing those things. The whole point of karma is that you take control of your life. Right. And people somehow misconstrue it as the exact opposite. Yeah. That, oh, it's determined. No, it's not determined. You determine your karma. And you can break the cycle of your karma. So, if you're, you're saying the predestiny of being, let's say, passing away at a certain age, you can change it. That's what you're saying. Yes, by committing suicide. Okay. Or by, by changing my karma, right? By working out, doing all these better things to elongate that? No. So, okay. you can't add more. It's determined at the two-thirds point of your previous life your next amount of Ayusha karma you have. So it doesn't work the opposite way. Okay. It's only negative, it's not positive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry. No, no problem. Mm -hmm. So, and you can also... Yeah, no, I'm just trying to... Yes. I, everyone always says, right? Like, oh, you know, it's already predestined, right? You're gonna, you're gonna go at this point in time, right? Whatever that point in time mm -hmm. is, right? You know? You want to try to make it to that point. That's why you should exercise. <laughs> And Make you sure mentioned two-third of previous, in my previous life, Yeah. at the two-thirds, the last, last previous life, I, was, I lived till 100, let's say, example. Mm -hmm. So at age 75, or age 66, I mean, <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's been determined. The amount of Ayusha karma that you have for your next, next life, life is determined at that age. So in this life, I, it will be determined now. And so, yeah, I've never heard about it, but yeah, no problem. That's why you should read the book. Yeah, <laughs> look up Ayusha Karma in the book. Um, so remember, let's remember how karma works, right? You do an action, karma binds to your soul, and it's going to come to fruition at some point at which it will unbind, and you will suffer the consequences of those actions, okay. Now, you can change it if you burn that particular karma, okay? You will not suffer the consequences of your action. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> okay? So, you will so you can change what the karma is going to do that has been bound to your soul. You can change it. Okay. So, with all that preamble out of the way, what are the health benefits of practicing Jainism? We talked about, um, let's talk about the big one, nonviolence, right? We talked about vegetarianism. I think we talked about it enough, right? We know it's healthy to practice vegetarianism. Any other health benefits to practicing nonviolence? Are you talking about like not eating meat and then that? causing extra cholesterol or whatever that is. Like yeah, we talked about that. I think we all know about the health benefits of being vegetarian. But what about 
practicing nonviolence, are there any other health benefits aside from that? I think having a good health, calmer demeanor, no diseases like blood pressure, heart disease, mm-hmm. things like that. So, the positive health benefits. Yes, Neil says when you have low stress, you have a lower blood pressure. That's exactly right. How about if you don't get into violence, your quality of life stays the same because you don't injure yourself. (laughs) You don't get into fights with other people, right? How about that? Okay, let's move to the next one, non-lying. Any health benefits? Stress to cover your life. (laughs) Right, right. You will have less stress if you don't lie. You know, going back to the nonviolence, uh-huh. I don't know if this is the right category, but uh, the tradition of Jainism, like stop eating at sunset, don't, don't eat until sunrise, so it caps the amount of time you're eating. Yeah, Jainism invented yes. intermittent fasting. Right, right. <laughs> that's that's a pretty big uh, um, health benefit. And right. It's working for a lot of people. So. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's absolutely right. So... Um, If anybody remembers, uh, we are not supposed to eat after sunset or before sunrise because in the times before having electricity, we didn't know whether bacteria or little animals got in our food. And so, but now we, if we do practice that, even though we do have electricity, we still see health benefits from it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even with the electricity, the things you can see in the sunlight, you cannot see in the electric light. Right. And you just sit next to a window and see how much things you see, <laughs> right, in the right. air and all. You can, you never see it in the regular life. Right. So it's like two. How about non-stealing? These are our five vows, of course, that we're going through. Does that benefit your health? The answer may be no. You can tell me no. I'm just going through the list here. It does when cops catch you and pick you up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. If you're in jail, you can't practice Jainism that well. You can't work on your soul. You have a lower quality of life, right? How about non-attachment? Does that have any health benefits? Yeah. That's not direct, right? How so? I like cakes and I'm attached to it. Right? Attachment to food. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I don't have anything else. My paper ends here pretty (laughs) soon. (laughs) How about celibacy? Certain forms of celibacy. Does that help with our health? Certainly, the less sexual partners we have, the less chance we have to get an STD. The less romantic entanglements we have, the more likely we have to experience better quality of life, right? Don't passion and jealousy come into play? And doesn't that decrease your health? 
Especially if things get violent. Can be less attached. Can be non-lying. <laughs> Say it again. Can be non-lying as well. It helps right. you to practice non-lying. Certainly all these things dovetail with, within each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those were our five vows that we take. What are our four enemies? Anger, ego, deceit, and greed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, anger and ego, they'll kill you if you get into a fight, right? If you have the ego to get into a fight, um, people mistakenly think that there are rules in a fight. There's no rules in a fight. You don't know if the other person has a gun, okay? You don't know if you're going to hit another person very lightly and they fall and they hit their head on the concrete and die, right? It doesn't take a very powerful hit to, to do that. You don't know whether you might get permanent brain damage if you're in a fight. And this anger and ego thing, they'll cause you to be in fights. How about deceit and greed? Any health benefits to fighting deceit and greed? I think both of them create stress. Mm -hmm. Right. You will fall down a slippery slope of greed and deceit that I've seen many times because guess what? The first 10 times you do it, nobody's going to catch you. Nobody's going to catch you, okay? If you steal from your company, if you steal from somebody else, if you write a bad check, if you do this, the first 10, and then you start small, right? And then nobody catches you. And then you think, oh, I can do it a little bit more. And some people might think, oh, I would never do that. No, you will do that. Okay. Oh, I'll do it a little more, a little more. And then, you know, the 17th time, well, somebody laid a trap for you by then. And you are going to fall into that hole. So, and that will, of course, decrease the quality of your life. And it has very many adverse health benefits. What are the health benefits of Anikantva? What's in it for me if I can put myself in another person's shoes? It helps you understand the other person better, leads to a more qualitative and better relationship, perhaps. Okay, so it's healthier for me to have better relationships? Great. Conflict management? It's healthier for me to manage conflicts? If I it's healthy for me? If I understand other person's point of view, mm-hmm. wouldn't it make me maybe say or do things a little different? If I understand what other person's intentions or motives are. Okay, so I, I'm accommodating to other people, but yeah. how does that help my health? I won't <clears throat> get aggravated. I won't get, uh, you know, angry or upset if things got, don't go according to my way, right? Right. Looking at the scenario from other pers- different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Questions or comments about any of that? Okay, so here's the most important part. That is, I don't really care about sitting here and talking just to talk and then everybody goes out and thinks about what's for lunch and (coughs) thinks about what's going on and then comes back here next week and just sits down and we talk again. I care about changing your life. 
Okay, and hopefully I've convinced you that whether you believe you're a soul or not, okay, practicing Jainism can increase the quality of your life right now, okay? So this is the most important part. How can you <clears throat> change your life to improve the quality of your life and your health by practicing Jainism? Can anybody do any of the things we talked about in their life? I only started practicing online. Yeah? <laughs> Tell me how that went. It went wonderful, you know. Because the other week we talked about the power of silence, right? Right. And we talked about non-lying in particular. And right. you implemented that in your life. That's great. Yes. That's amazing. <clears throat> and I, you know, <clears throat> all this time I knew I was lying. And I was lying for no reason. <laughs> no, it was not benefiting me or the other person. It just came out so nicely that I started loving it. And I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, but now I realize, you know, and small corrections, you know, I, I did it three times. No, no, sorry, I did it one time. Right. So I don't mind now going back and even correcting myself. I heard of it, either it's it's my employees or who my clients or whatever. It right. Is, right. And now I don't have to worry about covering it up or anything of that nature. Right. Yeah. Because it was not benefiting or doing anything to anybody. Like, why am I doing this? Right. So now I had that awareness. But when we talked about it, like, dang, it makes perfect sense not to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And by limiting your lying, you're making yourself a more congruent person, right? That right. is, the things you say are matching up to the things you do. Right. And people see that. That's, in fact, what people look for mostly, is to know if you're a trustworthy person. Is if, like, you say, oh, I'll get that to you by tomorrow. And you actually get them to them by tomorrow. Like, right. that's important to people. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference if you break that promise and you get it to them the next day. Next day. Right? Right. Then you're not as trustworthy, right? right? And so you're seeing tangible benefits. Well, how is it helping your life, though? You've said you've, you've, said you've done all those things, and that's good. But how is it helping your life? Are you feeling better? Or are people trusting you more? Or you feel good about yourself? Or again... I think I feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. Trust was never an issue because right. that was not harming right. or benefiting anybody. Right. Um, but I just like I just feel better. I don't know why. I don't have the answer. What is making it feel better? But it's just making it feel better, you know. Well, I'll tell you why. You're not attracting bad karma to your soul. That's why you're feeling better. That's how it's helping your life. That's how mm -hmm. it's helping the quality of your life. How do you handle on the receiving part of the life? If somebody's lying to you? And you know he's lying to me. <laughs> and you feel like, does he, does he really think I am, I don't understand this? Like, what do, how do you handle that part of it? Right. Because well, that's your ego talking, right? <laughs> no, it's not ego. It's like, but if somebody is making you stupid every time, so there is no ego. I know that. See, he is cheating to me, mm -hmm. and still I am taking whatever. So then, how do you handle this situation? Right. So the, the first step is to stop associating with known liars, right? Correct. So if you can, a lot of times you can't, right? Because you're at work or something, right? So you're at work and you people lie to you and they perhaps make you look bad in front of the group, right? Yeah, or sometimes they just lie to you just because. 
Yeah, yeah just for no reason, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, there is a bit of ego involved. If you have a habitual liar, the guy's like, I couldn't get that tune because my computer shut down. I had to get it fixed. Next day, it's because my tire was blown. I got late to work. This thing. After a while, you're like, I don't trust this guy, right? So you can either take it as, this is this guy think I'm an idiot? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to believe anything he says and tell him. Or you just say, well, you know, you're late. You miss, you get, get the consequences regardless of what the reason is, right? So I mean, you can. But certain things are not in your control, like business partners. Right. If some dispute comes, it's not overnight job that you know you are separated from the business. But still, you have to handle the scenario situation every day and night. Right. Yeah. Anybody able to help in I these situations? Think one of the most important part that we all lack is a clear communication. Sometimes situation like this, I understand. After a while, it's hard to take in, and just simply communicating helps too. Hey, come on I'm in. I'm not stupid. I understand what you're doing, oh, yeah. and this is what it is. I'm sure after a while they'll stop doing it because they understand that too, right? Like so you can start and, and go ahead. Longer you wait, the things are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Liar, right? You start with like a couple small ones, you let it slide, but then there has to be a point where you need to start communicating. Right. So you say you confront the person? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, say, but saying somebody like, I think you've been lying all this time is a tough thing to say, right? Because you don't know 100%. Yeah, I mean, you, you need you to suspect, have, but you don't know, right? You need so, to have but, some kind of uh, uh, proof. Or after, and it depends or on who is the receiving other power or part too, right? Counterpart. Who is the counterpart who is lying to you? Also. Right, so it, you can't just go if it's your friend, your peer, or if you're a relative or someone, you can probably. But if someone you cannot really say, what do you do then? It's, it's just also tough to tell your, your friend that he's lying. Right? If you're making excuses over and over again why they can't do this, that, that. Telling yeah. that guy, I'm calling you out, I think you're lying, is also tough because that really that destroys that relationship, whatever there may be, you know? But that point you need to decide what do you want. Yeah. So yeah. in, in work really, right, you can't uh, stop the relationship. So is it okay just to ignore it and document it? Then if, so for example, if you're a deadline, right? Hey, you said you were curious, man. And escalating or something like that. You just document it and just ignore it. Is certainly. Certainly. That's the best way to handle it if that's possible. Remember, remember what we talked about what a lie is and when it's okay to lie. It's okay to lie if it prevents violence, right? And the classic example is, it's okay to lie to the hunter when he asks you which way the deer went, right? Because we have priorities, right? And our number one priority is nonviolence. And we know that violence is hurting people's feelings, right? So it's really scenario specific. And if you want a specific answer to a problem that you're having, we need to know the relationship between the person that's lying to you and you. you know, for example, in some employment situations, if it's somebody that's reporting to you, um, then the correct thing to do would be to take them aside and privately and tell them what's going on and tell them, allow them an opportunity to save face and then keep going. But you can't do that if it's your boss lying to you, right? <laughs> and you can't do that if uh, different people. So for particular situations, we need to know the outcomes, right? To see, well, is there going to be more suffering? Is there going to be, or is this something I can handle? Or if this is something I should even call out. If your friend's lying and he's just a liar and he's your friend and it doesn't matter, then why? Why would you call that person out? You wouldn't, right? So it really depends on that. Well, shouldn't as a friend, you should tell your friend? 
is, that he's it, lying? It's okay with you, but it's not okay when they are doing with other people, right? No, you should not. Because your friend will bear the, his soul will bear the consequences of his actions. And so if it's going to cause violence, um, uh, you should not tell, call your friend out on lying because you're not supposed to make them better people. What I've done is I've started disassociating myself. That's the best way, right? Don't associate with known minors. Right. And I would counsel anybody to do that. Um, A lot of times that's that's very hard to do. Right. Neil says, there are many health benefits to meditation. Yes, there are. Uh, To meditation and mindfulness, they will change your life. And there are many health benefits. We're talking about the health benefits of Jainism today. What changes can you make in your life to increase the quality of your health by practicing Jainism? Anybody learn anything today? Anybody learn anything that they'd like to implement? Anybody having trouble in their life that they'd like the group's input on? So I have high cholesterol for a long time and I'll myself of practicing my chain principles but uh, I guess meditation is the only thing I'm not, I can't seem to get try so long. You know you we talked about this before the app and everything but um, it doesn't drop my position above 200 consistently. So first thing to do is identify the foods you eat that have high cholesterol. But it's chain diet. Okay, well, just because it's a Jane diet doesn't mean you. A Jane diet has high cholesterol foods in it. Or eat at home. (laughs) Right? So, first thing to do is identify those foods. The second thing to do is to practice non attachment to those foods. The third thing to do is to practice mindfulness and meditation of avoiding the temptation for those particular foods, right? Uh, You're kind of speaking in generalities, but. This is a very specific problem that certainly is hard. I'm not saying it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, okay? It's hard to control your diet and, you know, I should know, right? But the roadmap is there, right? That is, you identify the foods, you work towards reducing or eliminating those from your diet, and hopefully that causes the numbers to go down. If your cholesterol doesn't go down, then you get on the exercise regimen and those should, in 99% of cases, cause cholesterol to go down, right? I'm not trying to make, make light of your problem. I'm just, you t- started talking about like meditation, but why did we start talking about that before we started talking about, well, let's write, write everything down and let's eliminate that from the diet and do that. Have we tried that? Pretty much uh, outside of fried foods, um, completely dark, you know, fried foods is the last thing. Yeah. Um, milk and all, dairy's almost 9%. That's great. And exercise I did try also. Yeah. One year. It's the high cholesterol and good HDL. Uh-huh. But my overall is still safe. Okay. Um, when you cut out the dairy, your cholesterol didn't go down after a few years? I did the whole oat. Oat milk. Oat milk. Oat milk. Chia seeds, MC, all that walnuts, extra. Yeah. Is it hereditary? Is it my fate? Right. Right. And so, so, so me and Ashish have the same, we're, we're cousins, but we have the same elders that all had heart disease. Uh-huh. Every single one of our shared relatives had heart disease, heart attack, bypass. But uh, I also cut out the dairy and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll basically vegan diet and that actually brought my cholesterol down. Okay. Substantially. 
But he knows, he knows that. that was a long time ago. <clears throat> yeah, and I think somewhere um, <laughs> garlic I mean, actually helps. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> okay, I don't eat that. Right. Yeah. Someone actually, uh, probably at one time, I think somebody in India suggested uh, she brought a garlic pills. No, I smell it. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even try it. So, right. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's so, <laughs> how can we help Ashish? <laughs> I think whatever you mentioned, right? I think he's only tried. Right. Yeah. He must have it. Yeah. Now you have to accept your fee. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How about uh, cinnamon? What's that? Have you tried cinnamon? Raw cinnamon? I put it on my oatmeal <coughs> when I used to do it. Not raw. Half a spoon every day. Half a spoon? Intermittent fast. Too hot. I know. I've been doing that for so okay. I mean, winter is okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You seem to think it's okay. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's, it's got it's dropped to 10 15 pounds. It's steady, but. but you should try. I mean, you can probably run if you're a runner. So I had a torn meniscus on both knees. The second <laughs> one that happened, I went back right after the surgery. It started giving out, or you know, not feeling good. I didn't want to aggravate it more to become more. Problems. You come to the gym at six o'clock in the morning with me. <laughs> want to try it? Want to try it for a week? That's uh, I think that's when all runners move to swimming. So I yeah, like we row too. <laughs> so you don't need to run; you can row with us. So I did um, before. I was running uh, three, four days a week, a um, couple miles in the morning, order, and you know, time. And the HDL went up. So to your point, come to the gym. The HDL went up, and my total cholesterol had. Listen, exercise is on. Well, I'm not the doctor. We got a doctor on on the call here, but exercise is only a part. Yes, of the whole thing, right? Like you yeah. can't go do one full on and then yeah. accept that, hey, I'm gonna eat whatever, right? Or say I'm eating whatever and I don't need to exercise because I'm fine, right? You know, my body weight's fine or my mass is fine or whatever way you want to benchmark. And I don't. I, know, yeah. I only saw the difference when I did both, and not like try it out. You gotta like sweat it, out, right? Like to do that, because when you go to physical, if you ever go to physical therapy for your knee or any of that stuff, I mean. If you really do the physical therapy, that 45 minutes, you'll sweat more than you do in the gym. That's what they want you to do. That's how they really figure out whether you're really doing it or not. You know? But I would say, show up. 6 o'clock. 6.05 every day. For a week. Why and, morning and not an afternoon? Um, I don't know, but for me, if I don't do it first thing, I don't do it at, yeah, in the afternoon. Well, not only that, but like I've been to the afternoon classes. It's like the C group. The guys that want to just check in that, hey, I just showed up to come to the gym, not to really run, you know, or like push themselves. I, I, that's just me. And I've been like two or three times and just demotivating to go at five o'clock and everyone's looking around like, hey, what time does this end? You know, <laughs> and the guys in the morning, they come like full on and the moment it ends, they're out. They don't even waste time talking because they got to go do like their kid stuff or work or whatever. Right? We do two days, 815 if you want to come two days, 815. Other ways we can help Ashish. Stop eating those vegan cakes. <laughs> <laughs> that your wife made. I hardly touch any of that. I indulge maybe in Oreos occasionally or something. But it's literally all that stuff has been reduced. Try to find. Like, my last thing is really 
let me fry it like master, right? Right. You occasionally, once a week, maybe indulge in those stuff, but it's like, well, what else is there left? Because I eat raw vegetables and salad every day, which I don't know. If, that could be my last and least option. Right. Food is fuel kind of concept, right? You mm-hmm. can't eat masala. You know? Yeah, just uh, don't make. You know what I found is that that's the whole reason we do some of the fasting. One of the ways, one of the epiphanies we have when we do fasting is how much of our life revolves around food, right? Around thinking about what to make for dinner, around getting there, around arranging something with friends, around doing that. And when you when you fast, you see those people and they're like aliens, right? Like they like addicted to food, right? You see how, and you see, oh, that used to be me. I was addicted. That used to be me two days ago before I started fasting, right? And so, yeah, so that, that might be one of the things you want to do is to just reframe your whole mindset around food to be more like we what we think about when we fast is like I just don't care about it at all there's this app called lose it it allows you to barcode scan every single product you use during the day I mean you can scan a cockroach thing and it'll pull it actually what it does is it pulls the nutritional value from that barcode and let's say it's not there you can add it once and it'll add to everyone that's on the app, which is really cool. So you can do rotely, you can type rotely, and it'll say six inch, eight inch, it'll tell you like wow. how big. Wow. And then it'll give you a calorie count and a cholesterol count and a carb count, right? So I think that part of it is understanding what you're eating, right? Because we think, oh, we're just gonna have a little bit of nasto, but like some of that nasto is not only fried, it has a bunch of sugar, you know? So like, you're, you gotta figure out like what the right amount is. Not telling you not to eat it, just limit the amount. And like, if you read the packaging, it's also very confusing because there's no standardization to it. It has like, some people will do it in pieces. One piece cocker. Well, there's 10, then there's 10 in the thing. Or they'll say the whole pack has this. Yeah. So you gotta go figure that out, right? Or it'll say, the Indian ones say like, how many grams? It's like. How the hell would you ever know, like, how many grams, like, this weighs up to, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it would help in understanding it. The Indian ones say energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the serving size is calories. very wrong, too. The, the serving size they have, it's like... Does that, does, <laughs> it's like two bites. Like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Even the pale one, it's like 40. It's like this much pale. It's like, how 40 people going to eat out of that? <laughs> <laughs> And if you get the kakra from India, it's so paper thin, you can't even compare it to all the nutrition. <laughs> yeah, but like each one has a nutrition value, right? But then you do, do like a general, right? Like MyFitnessPal is also another app that does the same thing. Yeah, but like once you scan this, like it works. You can pick any product, like go down an aisle and pick a product and scan. It'll tell you exactly what it is. Then you'll be able to limit yourself to eating that because now you know, right? of what it is. Other changes you can make in your life by practicing Jainism? With regards to your health. So, one thing I've noticed, right? Like, a lot of people discuss about meditation and all, right? If you do meditation, you have less ego issues, less anger issues, lot of issues are comparatively improved if you do the regular meditation. 
why don't we teach meditation in the Jainism from like fundamental, right? From the beginning. We should. Yeah, we've done it in this class. Does anybody want to do meditation in this class again? We've learned about different types of meditation. We've actually meditated in this class for as long as we could. We've tried different types of meditation. I think we should. Yeah. I wasn't there, but I wouldn't mind one day. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's do it again. Questions or comments about anything we talked about today? So on, on the subject of uh, veganism, because Ashish brought it up earlier, but I, I actually feel like that's a big health improvement, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly because of the cholesterol. If you don't eat, generally people drop you didn't, but mm -hmm. I did a lot. Um, I originally cut out the dairy and the eggs because of uh, just kind of more Judeo philosophical reasons, but the side effect was that. Um, I think it's a good, good goal for people to try. Um, I know the Jane Center in California, where I used to live, they cut, they made the Jane Center 100% vegan about four or five years ago. I can't remember what it was. And it was a big shock. A lot of people were like, this is, how are we going to do this? You know, with curry and, and these sweets and everything. And they were basically able to f <laughs> create the same menus, virtually the same for almost everything uh, in a vegan environment. It was, it was pretty neat, so... Yes, that is the next step for all of us. That is the next step on our spiritual path. That's one That's one way we can get those health benefits by practicing Jainism. Mm -hmm. I've encouraged this Jain Center to go vegan. There was a lot of pushback. As you mentioned, there was shock. There's going to be even more shock here. There's a problem with the ghee here. Um, we like to use ghee in a lot of our cooking. Mm -hmm. And so we're thinking of alternatives to that. Um, and so because of that, I didn't push too hard. You know, but maybe it's time for another push and maybe that can be one of our things when on Mother's Day, uh, it's coming up in May, if we want to um, sponsor a lunch and then we can sponsor a vegan lunch to show people that, hey, a vegan diet, a vegan Jane diet is just as good as mm -hmm. um, any uh, the diet you're practicing now. We could definitely do that. I think we have, think we have to do a better job in teaching people how to cook vegan. Right. It's, 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 one, it's one thing to go and eat vegan. There's another thing to go consistently do that without mm -hmm. understanding how, because people don't know how to do it. I mean, it's yeah. queer, right? You don't, you don't spend the time to learn unless you're, like, like my wife is not vegan, but she's learned how to make everything alternative because she's like, well, you know, when I do Kadi, how am I going to, you know, Samir's just going to eat the bad, right? So then he, she's, she's figured it out. And things have gotten actually quite a bit easier because you can get vegan day for example that's mm -hmm. virtually the same flavor as regular day and that that was a game changer for me <laughs> it's just like not it's not necessarily healthy but you know it's a, at least it doesn't have the the dairy in it you know so yeah i mean one of the things we talked about right when we did that previously our sponsored lunch was a vegan cookbook right a jane mm -hmm. vegan cookbook and i think we batted around that idea a couple times and we looked online and found some there other questions or comments I think knowing the alternative, like you mentioned, you know, a lot of people, I don't know the alternative of regular day. You got to be mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. It's just like, even like, forget even cooking, like even like product listing names of products or where to buy it or, or what have you is like another facet of it, you know? And there are some products that actually taste better than others, you know, whether that's vegan cheese or yogurt or what have you, right? even uh, like gluten-free, the same, you know? 
Thank you very much for your time this week. I really appreciate that. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.